All right. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. I uh, hope everyone's week has gone well and you've been safe and sound during this ongoing pandemic slash tax season. Um, very excited to meet with you. We are on episode 16 of hashtag BKOT, how to build a kick-ass offshore team. Uh, I have two special guests with me and we're going to be discussing uh, the uh, common reasons why you should be consider changing your offshore team provider. And I have with me Sean Perrick, uh, Chairman of Integrity, and Mr. Sia Cal, uh, Managing Partner of FYUSA. So we're excited to get started, and I'm going to turn it over to Sia. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate the introduction, and welcome, everyone. Glad to have you. Um, you know, the topic for today is some common reasons why you should consider uh, changing your offshore team provider. Reason why, um, by the way, that doesn't mean that you should 100%. It's just uh, the operative word here is consider. And that's because uh, just like everything else in business, you want to uh, take a snapshot of how you are performing in each of the different areas of your business. And based on the level of performance, you need to make some adjustments. That includes uh, how you uh, operate your offshore team. And so, as you can see, I'm uh, honored to join this, uh, this Facebook Live event with uh, my colleague and friend, uh, Sean, uh, as well. So we hopefully can add some value uh, if, in case you are a firm that is currently receiving some offshoring uh, services uh, or even considering one. Uh, this would be a good um, good episode for you to hopefully gain some uh, knowledge and information in terms of what things you should be really looking out for. So let me let me throw the first question out here right out of the gate uh, to you, Sean. Uh, in terms of you know uh, when you encounter when you come to a particular firm that already has an existing offshoring structure in place. Um, what are some of these common issues and problems that uh, what would be the top two you keep hearing about um, in, in, the, uh, in the experience you've had? So, uh, first of all, thank you. Thank, thanks, Sia. Thanks, Chris. Mm -hmm. We are again back with our happy hour Friday. <laughs> and uh, uh, well, uh, uh, again, I, we, I'm going to be very biased about this topic because sure. the, the chair in which I'm sitting, you know, obviously uh, makes me sound good uh, when, when I'm, and I'm going to talk about integrity, but I'll try to be as independent I can in my, okay. in my, uh, you know, point of view. That's uh, fair. <laughs> uh, but uh, as you say, you know, what are the two things that you commonly should consider while you are working with existing offshoring partner? Yeah. Um, First of all, you know, I come across this a lot when we initially start this relationship and there's a whole lot of due diligence process. I always tell this to people, don't give up on offshoring. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Even if, you know, if you fail in first attempt, it's like, yeah. uh, uh, it's, it's a good option, but a bad partner maybe, or a good option, good partner, but maybe a bad hire. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you don't give up hopes on things, you know, which is going right. to make or help you making a future of your firm. 
so yes. that that's the first disclaimer i want to put in uh, yeah. before i give you exact things that don't give up on offshore offshore staffing for your firm in general yeah, yeah. us or anybody else yeah, yeah. And if, if i can if i can use an analogy for what you just said and and i'll i'll let you get back to the rest of the things you were saying but it's almost like when you go to a restaurant and you eat some bad food and you get sick and then you don't stop going to restaurants because you just had bad food. Or another example, if you you know if you reflect back to your dating relationships, the first person who broke your heart, you didn't say, "I'm done with human beings. That's it. I'm just going <laughs> to surround myself with pets and move on." Uh, so anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Sean. So one one thing that I always want you to consider, whether you are joining in mm -hmm. or you are already in a relationship. uh with an existing partner are they exclusive to accounting industry yeah and let me tell you why i'm saying this uh there are local accounting firms in you know any of these countries whether india or any other developing countries doing this they take up this as part time jobs so there are local accounting and cpa firm who full who full time business is to cater domestic clients in their in, in your in their world are trying to take this and and you know make money out of this mm -hmm. or there are other it companies and engineering companies who take up you know because they are into offshore staffing for it businesses or mm -hmm. you know other service based businesses customer yeah. service and voice chat support they end up you know taking roles or or, or uh, you know they think that uh naturally extending their business to accounting industry is okay mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. one of the one of the important things mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh you know you have to evaluate is is your partner you know fully focused on what he is doing and that's where you you have the specialization because mm -hmm. if we talk about us here we have the full fledge you know taxes accounting bookkeeping is is it it changes you need to you know technology is changing tax law mm -hmm. is changing so mm -hmm. you need to keep you know up to date just like you know in it world technologies are changing so you need mm -hmm. to learn new technologies every time mm -hmm. so you need to have a specialization we have you know 1000 in house built modules mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. whole training ecosystem so yeah Uh, specialization is very very important the exclusively the exclusivity focus uh in the industry is is according to me very important uh a piece of of you know what we you yeah. you are in, in, entering into a partnership yeah yeah specialty in within the accounting industry definitely goes a long way um you know uh chris what about you i mean you've you you talked to a lot of accounting firms and you've encountered them at different stages of where they are within their offshoring um other than what uh the uh, what Sean had just mentioned what what is the uh other common issue you encounter when you talk to them yeah it, it's uh just to uh touch on what Sean said and I I have my uh what I hear quite a bit it, it, we get a lot of questions on what's the difference with you and and manpower or upwork or a local temp agency there's a lot of differences because of the exclusivity so i absolutely agree with that and on the don't give up on the concept god there recently too there's been dozens of calls where they uh they start off they know about offshoring and they're just angry 
And mm-hmm. after talking with me, I, I let them know the differences and, and how we can overcome them and what went wrong and how we can fix it with us. So yeah, yeah never give up. But one thing I noticed is that um, it, when there's need, they need advanced skills, right? They're happy with their offshoring company, but they just are, they're capped out and, and they can't find the uh, uh, senior level for tax accounting uh, mm-hmm. or, or bookkeepers. And now they're searching around. Uh, they, they should have being exclusive, should have a full fledged uh, of staff available. So that's uh, that's one thing to keep in mind. Uh, advanced skill set. That's interesting. So the talent pool is the issue, right? Um, yeah. Yep. With, with some of them. And um, that could be a problem because, frankly, you know, I mean, the talent pool is an issue regardless, offshoring or onshoring, right? Uh, right? So if you are dealing with an offshoring team that, offshoring company provider that has a bigger talent pool ready to go, uh, that's definitely more attractive to someone who really has some immediate needs and frankly is ready to scale up um, their, um, their offshoring. Uh, so interesting. So that... That brings up sort of one is the, uh, as Sean mentioned, area of expertise uh, being focused on accounting. Second thing uh, that you mentioned is, of course, um, you know, uh, the, the talent pool and being able to scale up the, uh, the level of, um, of team talent they have. And of course, both of you highlighted uh, that don't give up just because it didn't work. It doesn't mean that offshoring is not, it, that offshoring doesn't work. Um, right. there's a, yeah, go ahead, Sean. You want to say something? I mean, uh, well, me and Chris could be, as I said, could be a, have a little yeah. perspective bias on this. Yeah, yeah. But if I ask you, because you have seen everything, I mean, independently from yeah. a perspective which is just in the interest of accounting firm. So you right. have worked with hundreds and thousands of accounting firm, and yeah. at the same time, a lot of offshoring partner. And you have one out of, you know, multiple services as you provide. Offshore mm-hmm. staffing implementation or offshore team implementation is one of your mm-hmm. uh, uh, elements of your service. So what what do you think, uh, you know, you perceive uh, while you advise uh, accountants? Yeah. 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 What, this is a very, very on-point question, Sean. This may surprise uh, our listeners because... Uh, one of the things that I've encountered is that a lot of the firms actually go with a specific provider because, frankly, they're more expensive than the other providers. And, you know, naturally, you know, when you, uh, I don't know, when you buy a watch, uh, depending on what it is, if you're paying a lot of money for it and you're expecting that it will work for at least a certain number of years and you'll come with a warranty and that kind of thing, you know, certain expectations with a price tag that we're all accustomed to. So even though, even though offshoring, it's part of many benefits that it has is that it actually gives you bigger margins. It helps you on your profitability because your cost of labor is going to go down, even though that is one of many key components of an offshoring benefit. But nevertheless, I come across, you know, very sophisticated firms who purposely picked uh, not perhaps the cheapest uh, of the bunch. And to their surprise, their expectation was that, well, then, you know, we're, we're going to get what we pay for. And uh, the reality is not necessarily the case. And so what ends up happening is that they're still suffering through getting quality talent, 
They are, uh, there's a little bit of a disorganization in the way things are happening. There's not a collaboration with the, uh, with the firm and the offshoring provider. And a combination of that, it really puts a bad taste in their mouth, especially when they start off with having such a high expectation. So with, with, with that in mind, it, become, it just throws out this notion that, hey, I'm going to get something better if I just spend a little bit more money on it, right? That may work in certain situations, in, uh, right. not, not perhaps in offshoring in other areas, or that may be true depending on talent by talent. It's, it's, it's sometimes uh, uh, determined that way. Uh, but that has been the biggest revelation is that them realizing that, oops, uh, we thought we we're going to pay more and we're going to get better, but we're not. So if we're spending this much and we're not getting what we want, then where do we go from here? I think what you say, uh, what you're saying makes absolute sense. Uh, we are one of the most, uh, I would say, in our, at our scale and operations, we are one of the most reasonably priced uh, company. And you know our pricing, mm -hmm. Sia, and you were yeah. uh, you were pleasantly surprised, <laughs> you know, when I shared that with you. And Chris yeah. has been insisting on me, and Chris and one of my other business development manager. Uh, they are really pushing on me that we don't get any questions on pricing. Why don't you increase? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, one of the reasons I don't want to increase is we want to make it affordable to everyone. That's, yeah. that's as simple yeah. as that. I want to work with, in, my philosophy is I want to work with 5,000 firms if I can work instead of 500. So I, mm -hmm. that's a simple philosophy I have. I want to scale. Mm -hmm. We want to scale. And see, one of the fundamental objectives of starting this company was uh -huh. that we want to make, you know, make the talent pool available to smallest of the firm. Mm. That was the okay. most important objective when, I, when we started this business, mm -hmm. which was only available to, you know, the big four and the larger ones and, yeah. and, yeah. and, and the, you know, the whole uh, privilege club out there right. who had deep right. pockets. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. We always wanted this, that it should be made available. And second thing, why our prices and margins are reasonable? Mm -hmm. We are a long-term player. Mm. Those, yeah. those people who have a risk of losing an account want mm -hmm. to make money upfront or, you know, the six months time, three months time. I see. I see. We, we know that we are going to make little money, but, you know, it is going to be forever. So... Right. So right. we don't, I, that's where, you know, and at the same time, when you have a reasonable pricing, mm -hmm. uh, we are in service-based business. So mm -hmm. whether you want to accept that reality or, and, and you don't want to talk, talk about it, there are going to be challenges and issues because you, it, is, it is not like you have 10, 10, 10 elements that you're going to provide mm -hmm. and there's $19.99 a month. It is a service-based yeah. business where your expectations, your communications, your things yeah. are not completely defined in a single page scope of work or scope of engagement. So yeah. There are going to be a little aberrations. So if, if you want to survive in a relationship, let it start on a low base and then go high. So if yeah, you build on, right? start on a high, start on a high base and then, you know, it becomes unaffordable. So, even some of, some of our mistakes that we make mm -hmm. along the road, mm -hmm. which typically anyone would make, 
in any relationship, whether onshore or offshore, are mm-hmm. absorbed and taken positively, just mm-hmm. because we we have that margin, uh, you know, that headroom that people can tolerate us. So price yeah. is not just a number; it's about yeah. the value that we are providing. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, for to someone, Sean, who thinks, how are you able? Because for anyone who is actually one one of the reasons for them considering um, switching their offshoring provider could be that they're not really getting the quality they expected. In my in my case, in my situation, with the firms I have uh, known over the years, because of the amount that they has been they they've been spending on those offshoring team, uh, they were you know they were not the cheapest, and so they were not getting the quality. So if we are focused on quality here, um, the question comes in that, how can integrity uh, grab good talent, but keep the cost low in a way that doesn't impact the quality of the talent we get? Because that's the pain point. It's not the price that is a pain point. Is the quality that's a pain point. It doesn't hurt that to get a better pricing, but it's the talent that is the issue. So, what if you can um, give us some examples of, of how integrity uh, ensures the quality of your team? That would I think that would be very oh yeah helpful to me and so many others. I think. Uh, well, uh, first. Uh... I mean, that's a mystery everyone, you know, (laughs) wants to understand. So that's the secret sauce uh, with which we run the show. But, you know, it's not that (laughs) secret. I I think two simple things. Uh, On one side, the culture that we run with, you know. Yeah, yeah. uh, How the team at our, you know, on the back end end side, I always quote this Mm -hmm. example to -hmm. everyone. That, uh, you know, typically you work, you know, you hire accountants, you are in accounting industry, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you end up hiring, hiring accountants. So accountants will think like accountants that mm-hmm. I have done my work. This is the excuse if I've not been able to do the, do the work. Mm-hmm. It took a lifetime for me, when I say lifetime, not literally lifetime, but at least two, three years to transform mm-hmm. the mindset of the people working in the team, that you are not accountant, you are customer relationship executives. Mm, are your customers. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. You are not here to do accounting and tax work. You are here to solve problems of your clients. Yeah. And one of those problems is to get the tax work done. So wow. this is the fundamental shift that we needed, uh, which probably we are to an extent, we, ha- we have to an extent achieved. Uh, uh, so that's one fundamental shift that we yeah. the team yeah. had had a culture. Uh, Chris was there um, in our last annual meeting where we launched Ndegree 2.0. So yeah. our, the transformation and, and to teach this to accountants it was hell of a job. Yeah, you know. So yeah. uh, we started with you know customer focus, customer centricity, right. And, took it to a level where we our central mantra or our right. central uh, thing is customer obsession. Mm, I like it. So That's great. That, yeah. So that's yeah. one of the key things that we have been able to survive. Uh, 
how the cost in working capital, that's a simple thing. We are working on economies of scales. Our yeah. second biggest competitor mm-hmm. in our space is mm-hmm. one seventh or one eighth in size. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. That's, in, in that's interesting. So, so, yeah. so uh, of course, outside India, there are a few. But in India, yeah. If, yeah. You talk, if you talk about which has the best time zone matching difference, mm-hmm. best demographic matching difference with US and Canada, um, mm-hmm. uh, we are the largest player uh, with our size in the CPA and accounting space. So gotcha. uh, on the price front, it's mm-hmm. sheer economics that works in mm-hmm. our favor. But yeah. in terms yeah. of culture, quality, uh, I mean, there are several things, but one yeah. of the central thing was to bring that transformation in in how you look at the things. I got you. The mindset. Um, now, when you were talking about Integrity 2.0 launch, um, there there was a big smile from ear to ear on Chris's face. So I'm not sure how much of a great time he had, but apparently that, that was a good time for him because uh, yeah. it's, I don't think... I was there 60 that days. Was. That was my best day there, for <laughs> okay. sure. Good, good. You know, uh, customer obsession, that is, I actually think that is your secret sauce. So I don't know, maybe we should take this off of Facebook Live uh, after we, we, we finish, because that is the secret sauce. And here's the reason why I tell you this, because, um, you know, there is this uh, this very common struggle with people who are, uh, firms who are actually using offshoring, that they kind of get a sense that uh, the the offshore team is they, they, they act a little bit more uh, a little bit mechanical in terms of if we don't give exact point by point direction that then then it doesn't happen right that there's no ownership on the offshore team to make sure that we're getting things to the finish line that they were actually providing things we're catching things where we they need to because not everything can be instructed. Not everything can be given in a training format. There, there are things that uh, that the team needs to just catch. There, t- there are things that team needs to look for. And that comes from the change mindset with, of course, experience, but also attitude in terms of taking ownership and saying, look, I got to be obsessed about this client behind the, this, this paperwork, this file. And in order to provide them good customer care, then I need to take ownership of this. And frankly, well, what I think we should take this video off. I, I, I actually think, it, because this is really the bottom line. This is the secret Coca-Cola, Coke, that uh, 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 recipe that uh, I think everyone has been looking for, but it really is that way. Can you um, think of a particular example, either Chris or Sean, I'll just pose this to, to either one of you, of that specific example that you are aware of with one of your team. I'll, Go ahead. I'll tell you a very small story. Yeah, uh, please. A very recent one. Uh, and and some of the team, some of the people listening to this will be able to relate uh, this. Uh, yeah. One of our team members in India, uh, if you, uh, let me just give a little background on this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, India was under complete lockdown for about uh, 60 days because of the pandemic, entire April and entire May and some mm-hmm. portion of March. Mm-hmm. When, when you say complete lockdown, except groceries and pharmaceuticals and mm-hmm. hospitals, nothing is open. 
practically mm. nothing no public transportation nothing no unlike what we have in america where a lot of other things are working government mm-hmm. government offices no mm-hmm. strict no no nothing not no no courts no government offices so it was a, like complete curfew what we say or complete lockdown mm-hmm. and uh, uh, internet is still a big challenge in india at least in some parts of india yeah so yep. some of our clients about 80% of our clients allowed work from home Mm-hmm. uh one of our um team members was working from home so we made a quick transition and we took the pcs home we made the securities are there and and mm-hmm. and we changed and who the client which allowed work from home we started working mm-hmm. now one team member i i would not name him but he was working from home and his, in, his internet was fluctuating mm-hmm. so uh this happened two days continuously third day what he did was in in this lockdown in midnight he traveled to uh the office he set up his computer there locked down the office because you cannot legally open the office mm-hmm. so he locked down wow. the office and wow. he he locked himself in the office and he started working from office so now he's wow. working for the client because again the workflow was there wow. we were in the season and people yeah. were coming in and so things were pumping i mean you know popping up for that firm yeah. so what yeah. he did was he was every day he was locking himself in the office the, the wow. shutter you know if you go outside the office That's will close yeah. yeah and he used to work inside and he and the way he used to travel to the office i mean i i have not to, told this to that client he used to travel from smaller places where he yeah. you know, he can actually escape from those cops checking him yeah wow <laughs> and the advantage was he was really one mile away from the office so he can come in but still to think he could have easily said that you know i will not work or i'll work on internet capacity that is easy way out uh, but yeah. so so there are several stories like this wow. i mean there I are think... several stories like this you know yeah. where we think that what we have achieved is because of the team members and the support of our clients so this two yeah. months i mean i mean if if you ask me uh in 20 years history of integrity next you know fast forward this mm-hmm. two months are going to be one of the highlights one of the top 5 moments in the history of 20 years of integrity where we as a team uh you know really kind of made that case study where we transition wow. everything to okay. home and still the still kept the show on and thanks to some of those clients who really yeah. accepted and kept the faith going you know that mm. you work this with these people and we trust them uh with what they are doing so yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a case study yes wow wow as a sort of a public service announcement <laughs> uh if you are listening and you are you have an offshore team i would highly recommend uh, that you would be flexible with uh any sort of uh work from home situation because it's frankly that situation even comes up onshore not just offshore right and we still not we're still in it we don't know yet depending on where you are in the country so you know as you were telling me the story uh tell me chris if you were if you were in thinking that this is a great script for a movie right right yeah it had all these sort of excitements and and all the sacrifice and danger that that the employee was it could easily to... just not 
not taking care of their client. Been like, hey, I don't have internet. What do I do? Yeah. No, he yeah. risks a lot. That's a, that's yeah. a, he risks quite a bit, but I mean, that's the, the mindset and the culture of the team. And so uh, that's amazing to hear. I don't know. There's <laughs> The thing is that I don't know if I know a lot of team members onshore that would be willing to do that, let alone <laughs> no way. offshore, no way. right? Uh, yeah. So let's just be real about it, right? I mean, yeah, just, you're getting yourself in a trouble. <laughs> I know we're just the three of us here. No one's nothing other than the 10 million that is watching us, right? No. Yeah. Uh, but, but listen, the the uh, no, I think that's very admirable, and I I know that um, that uh, if you are uh, if you have a provider with an offshoring team, that's the kind of level of commitment and care that um you you're hoping yeah. to get and it, yeah we what do you want to say chris go ahead i, I just feel like uh yeah. clients at times just become complacent with who they're working with they just accept yeah. hey and this is what i'm getting i'm paying this whether it's low or high and they just like ah there's nothing else i can do there's a lot right. you can do there's so many yeah. options whatever you look at whatever you look at whatever type of product or service Never yeah. be complacent. Don't just accept the fact. Heck no. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many better options. So don't yeah. ever be complacent. Yeah, yeah. Don't endure for just the sake of enduring. There's yeah. you know, yeah, no harm and there's no harm in equipping yourself with full knowledge of your options. If you are listening to this uh, uh, webcast here, I encourage you to equip yourself. Knowledge is power. And you really oh, yeah. don't know what your options are without really reaching out and asking for help. Uh, Sean, go ahead. Well, one more thing, you know, uh, yeah. if you are, see, this is really, I mean, one one thing that uh, typically people don't consider, which is very important. Yep. This is yep. like a partnership. Mm -hmm. so it is not like uh, you're going for a window shopping, even if you end up, yeah. you know, buying yeah. something, uh, it's okay. Uh, yeah. This is a real partnership. So yeah. partner with someone who is progressive, who is mm -hmm. forward looking. If mm -hmm. you want your firm to progress, if you want your firm to grow, partner with someone who is, you know, ready to, you know, look at problems that you face. It's not just about a sign up of a contract, right? Mm -hmm. What happens after that? Yeah. You talk about problems, yeah. you talk about how the firms operate, how we can better the operations, how we can mold our offshore team. So it is real partnership. So, you know, one quality which always needs, and you can really verify from, you know, uh, the social media and, 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 and how the firm operates and their experience and things yeah. like that. You can really see that, that how this company yeah. is, you know. And second thing, the culture. Uh, well, yeah. Today yeah. you can easily verify anything from social media. Yeah. So how this company operates in terms of culture, yeah. how they treat their team members. Yeah. The same yeah. way they are going to treat you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, exactly. yeah. Sometimes clients have said that they haven't been able to call their employee only email or they can own their no video calls are allowed. I mean, if you're in that situation, that's a red flag i mean it's your employee yeah. you, they're working yeah. for you why can't you see or talk to them i mean i'd be yeah. skeptical about yeah i'm gonna with with uh, both of your permission i'm gonna disclose something that i know from from being on this side and, and looking internally at your operations you know um 
I have been doing this long enough in terms of uh, helping accounting firms improve their business performance for most of my career. And um, so I've come across a good range of offshoring providers. And just like anything else in life, there's there are some out there that have the appearance that the employees are happy, have the appearance that they got things together, but it's only when you start actually working with them and you see behind the scenes. And by the way, there's a lot of different areas of the world and different company cultures that are, they don't appear oppressive, but they're very oppressive, meaning that the employees don't feel free, the freedom to express how they truly feel. So they go along with this, this sort of this promotion that yes, they're happy when in fact, once you get it, once, once you go a, a level deeper, you realize they're really not. And the reason why that's important is because truly genuine, happy uh, people do great work. They love coming to work and they do great work. And what I said with your permission, what I want to share with them is that internally what, I, what I've witnessed in dealing with um, some of your employees and seeing how things work sort of behind the scenes, there is a genuine sense of care and happiness. There is a genuine sense of hope. And we're all alive with hope. It's not just being happy for the sake of being happy. It's really having joy in what you do. And it's just been really privileged. I get a lot of help from, uh, from your team. Uh, communication, phenomenal. Phenomenal. And that's one other thing that I've seen uh, in, in terms of communi- uh, common issues that uh, makes you consider uh, using other, uh, other uh, offshoring providers is communication. Just exact, precise, clear, crystal communication. And some of the communications I've gotten from your team has just been like, I'm like, I, this is... <laughs> Fantastic! Like this, this takes me back to writing writing legal briefs, and you know, in terms of how thorough it is, and it's almost like a court. Uh, what do you call it? Um, court reporting, right? Yeah. Uh, that's how that's how it is. Uh, just dropping a line here, just giving a shout out, talking about Alan. Um, but anyway, yeah. there is uh, okay. Any 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 uh, uh, any um, uh, conclusions, any summary thoughts that you want to share before we wrap this up, guys? Well, I think I think we should make an important announcement of Accountable. Okay. Uh, well, uh, we have invite we are inviting most of our clients to Accountable. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are doing a conference together. Uh, uh, so you will see us there, and it is it is it is a must attend conference for every accounting firm who is looking to kind of. You know, see forward and 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 take their firm to the next level. Uh, I know it sounds cliched, but yeah. uh, take their team to the next level, not just firm. Uh, yeah. So yeah. we are doing that uh, in November in partnership with FYUSA, and and of course FYUSA is the main anchor. And and thanks, Sia, for letting us be you know part of this conference and then we are really looking forward to it if you want to kind of make an announcement of dates and everything i'll leave it to you sure sure thank you sean well you know what uh, the teamwork makes the dream work and it's really a fruit of all uh, everyone involved and their 
constant support and uh, caring and promoting and designing and putting together. It's a big, big, big task, uh, big, uh, um, uh, heavy, heavy, heavy load, but with, with great reward. Um, and our reward really is, comes in this format, that we have an opportunity to make an impact in the lives of those who are seeking to improve their business performance. Um, and what I want to tell you is that, look, it's not about hype. It's not about flash. It's not about, let me just make you feel better about things. Is taking up, you know, Sean said, we're obsessed over customers. Well, the event is obsessed over diagnostic, over having a real understanding of what's happening at the core of your business and putting a structure in place that is break by break is done systematically uh, so that you can scale up. And if you already scale up, you can go uh, and improve and grow your business, but do it responsibly where it's, it's sustainable and it's not a you know, silver bullet. Um, it is a two-day event. It is on the tw uh, November 12th and 13th. Um, however, uh, it's not going to feel like two days. It's going to zip by really fast. It's not one of those things you sit back and just watch people speak for two days. There's actual workshop. I know, Sean, you're going to be involved. Chris, you're going to be there. And we have, we've lined up some very impressive uh, workshop and speakers, leaders in the industry that I think will make a big impact. And just to put your mind at ease in case you're just curious about it, it comes with a money-back guarantee. We put our money where our mouth is, and we want to extend the invitation to you. Uh, please join us and allow us to make an impact for you, your team, and your clients. And uh, I'll give it back to you, Chris. All right. So again, thank you, everybody, for joining. Hope you learned quite a bit about the uh, concept of offshoring and making sure that you are with the right partner. Uh, my lighting team has put a spotlight on integrity. It's the sunlight. <laughs> so got to adjust that a little bit. Looks, but again, great. have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, we will be with you within a couple weeks again. And I um, hope to talk to some of you guys soon. And uh, that's about it. So pop, pop now, quiz, Chris. A quick pop yeah. quiz before you sign off. What's the uh, website for the event? Uh, Accountable2020.com. It's accountablefirms.com. That's okay. You get a you get a B plus. <laughs> no Maybe we will buy that domain and redirect it to accountablefirms.com. You should you should get accountable <laughs> twenty twenty. Why, why how can we think about that? Yeah. Oh, it's it's accountablefirms.com. So accountablefirms.com. Uh, yes. Visit it, visit it today. Check it out. Yeah, I'll test you in two weeks to see how you do. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Stuck study. Thank, thank, thank you. Bye bye. Right. Thank you. Be good. Bye. Bye. -bye.